Welcome to the Theory to Action podcast, where we examine the timeless treasures of wisdom from the great books in less time to help you take action immediately and ultimately to create and lead a flourishing life. Now, here's your host, David Kaiser. Hello, I am David, and welcome back to another Mojo Minute. Let's begin with a quote. Quote, Late in the, in the 10th century, an iron industry began to develop in parts of northern China. By 1018, it had been estimated the smelters were producing more than 35,000 tons a year, an incredible achievement for the time. And 60 years later, that may have been, they may have been producing more than 100,000 tons. This was not a government operation. Private individuals had seized the opportunity presented by a strong demand for iron and the supplies of easily mined ore and coal. With the smelters and foundries located along the networks of canals and navigable rivers, the iron could be easily brought to distant markets. Soon, these new Chinese iron industrialists were reaping huge profits, reinvesting heavily in the expansion of their smelters and foundries. Production continued to rise rapidly. The availability of large supplies of iron soon led to the introduction of iron agricultural tools, which in turn rapidly increased food production. In short, China began to develop capitalism and entered an industrial revolution. But then it all stopped. As suddenly as it had begun, by the end of the 11th century, only tiny amounts of iron were produced. And soon after the smelters and foundries were abandoned, ruins. So what happened? End of quote. And this quote comes to us from Rodney Stark in a book titled The Victory of Reason, How Christianity Led to Freedom, Capitalism, and Western Success. And so getting back to our quote, what did happen? To have mined core or to, to mine coal and ore, and then using its smelters along its foundries on the rivers, I thought for sure northern China would have been well on its way. Most especially when I read that they had means of distribution with navigable rivers. You know, sometimes distribution is the hardest step when bringing a product to market. Here in northern China, the stars seem to align from manufacturing to production to distribution. All the major steps were easily checked off and the industrial age would have come to northern China in the 11th century. So my gosh, what did happen? Let's go back to the book. Quote, eventually mandarins at the imperial court had noticed that some commoners were getting rich by manufacturing and were hiring peasant laborers at high wages. They deemed such activities to be threats to Confucian values and social tranquility. Commoners must know their place. Only the elite should be wealthy. So they declared a state monopoly on iron and seized everything. And that was that. As Wynwood Reed summed up, the reason for China's many centuries of economic and social stagnation is plain. Quote, property is insecure. And in this one phrase, the whole history of Asia is contained. End of quote. 
wow, they declared iron a state monopoly and seized everything. What corruption. So now let us pivot to a time period where we had just covered in a previous couple mojo minutes on a book called The Storm Before the Storm, which is about the late Roman Republic. We're going to fast forward to the end of that empire. Because Stark, the author of our book, The Victory of Reason, makes an interesting observation. Quote, Consequently, the fall of Rome was not a tragic setback. Had the empire prevailed, there would be nothing to call Western civilization. If Rome still ruled, Europe would be mired in a brutal command economy. There would have been very little innovation of any kind, and the rest of the world would be much as Europeans found it in the 15th and 16th centuries. Empires are the enemies of progress, end of quote. And Stark finalizes this point by saying, quote, when wealth is subject to devastating taxes and the constant threat of usurpation, the challenge is to keep one's wealth, not to make it productive, end of quote. So very true, very true indeed. Great observation. Now, I found all this fascinating and was surely uh, will continue our investigation on why countries succeed and others fail in further books. But real quick, let me share that we just released our top 12 book recommendations list, uh, which is free. It's a free download. This list is to help you find those books to live a flourishing life. You can just click on the link in the show notes and we'll deliver it to you very quickly via email. In addition to the 12 books, you also get two bonus book recommendations. Again, we call this the list. We call this list the fundamentals and flourishing, and it's our best top 12 plus two bonuses, our best recommendations on which books to begin with to begin with to live a flourishing life. It's free, so be sure to download your free list today. Now, getting back to our book, The Victory of Reason, and let us note that where property is insecure and the government can arbitrarily take whatever you have or whatever you have manufacture, ma- manufactured, history has taught us that those areas or countries will not flourish. And let me repeat that to make sure we understand the point where property is insecure and government can arbitrarily take what you have or what you have manufactured. History has taught us from China to the and the Roman Republic, and many other areas, that countries will not flourish. These countries will not flourish. Not even a country, an area. So where property is insecure, countries will not flourish. So in today's Mojo Minute, let's fast forward to the 20th century. And one of the true miracles in that last century that we just exited. And that was the four Asian economic tigers that sprouted along the Pacific Rim, namely Hong Kong, Singapore, South Korea, and Taiwan. These East Asian economies produced incredible growth rates, more than 7% a year, repeatedly year after year 
for most of the 1960s through the 1990s. And as we have recently covered Hong Kong, having been taken out by China in our Liberty Minute number four, it's no longer there. There's no property rights. There's no economic freedoms in Hong Kong. People are fleeing by the thousands. I just read that most are going to Singapore or Thailand or Taiwan or coming to the United States or Canada. So with four Asian tigers down to three and the remaining three tigers, I think they're telling the whole world and us, please remember Hong Kong and please remember Jimmy Lai. And we would all do well to remember this Asian tiger clarion call. And we would also do well, most especially, to remember our nugget of wisdom today. That in the whole history of Asia, property is insecure. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this Theory to Action podcast. Be sure to check out our show page at teammojoacademy.com where we have everything we discussed in this podcast as well as other great resources. Until next time, keep getting your mojo on. Are you a voracious reader who yearns for a deeper understanding of your favorite books? Or perhaps you're a busy professional seeking to enrich your knowledge, but short on time. The Mojo Academy 2.0 is your perfect solution. Our revamped service now includes beautifully designed monthly written reviews and PDF format to accompany our popular audio reviews. These aren't just summaries. These are comprehensive and insightful explorations of each book packed with the actual quotes from the book to enhance your understanding. With usually 69 pages per review, they are perfect reference tools to take your learning to the next level. Get your free Mojo Academy review in written format at teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes for that free link. Again, teammojoacademy.com or click on today's show notes and you will see the link for the free written review. Get yours today.